The following presentation is brought to you by the Realm Network. Hello, this is the hardcore legend Mick Foley, and you are listening to the Rough House Podcast. Yeah! Behold, a podcast for the ages. Recorded live from the interdimensional terror vortex of their subterranean dwellings comes the Rough House Podcast version 3.0. Two galactic warriors put down their warhammers and battle axes to perform a more noble task. Complaining about professional wrestling on internet purchased microphones. Now with more Simpsons references and Kota Ibushi thirst. This is the Rough House Podcast with Marty and Christoph. Hello, everybody, and welcome <laughs> to the Rough House Podcast. Good day. I, uh, I am Marty Day. And I am Christoph. Thank you very much for listening and uh, your continued listening, especially in uh, this dumpster fire of a year that is quite nearly to an end. Thankfully. Yes, thankfully, thankfully. And I, I think this uh, we've only got two episodes left this year. Sure, math. Yeah, let's yeah. do math. Yeah, so we got this one, and then uh, next week will be the uh, uh, last one of uh, of ye old twenty twenty, and yeah. um, you know w- we will be a few hours away from Wrestle Kingdom when we're recording uh, the last episode, or, or uh, in a few weeks. Yeah, uh, yeah, which is crazy that that we're already. A- Almost at Wrestle Kingdom, which we'll talk about uh, in in the show today. I realized that I didn't even check and see if uh, my soundboard was working. So, oh, how dare you? If you will indulge me, are we good? I did that play. Oh, that play, but that's not the one you usually. Play well, to yes, I also it. fuck on me. Yeah, there's our other there one. it is yeah, classic. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but anyway, hello, folks. It was a. If I'm honest, kind of quiet week in the world of pro res. Um, yesterday did have a little bit of news that came out, which was just baffling, uh, which we will definitely get into because I think it's both comical and sad. Um, <laughs> but but for the most part, uh, you know, we are in that pre-holiday malaise. Yes, there is TLC uh, this evening uh, as of when we're recording because we're recording on Sunday morning. Yeah. The uh, annual furniture pay-per-view. <laughs> yes, yes. Oh, I'm sorry. You need to say it like Michael Cole. It's WWE's annual demolition derby. Oh, God. I hate that line. Yeah. Well, uh, that could be said for, let's call it 95% of the things that Michael <laughs> Cole says. How has the WWE sales staff not courted Home Depot as a sponsor <laughs> for their annual TLC pay-per-view? Literally, that's they sell those things. Or Lowe's yeah. or – I mean I guess Heckinger's is out of the question here. Yeah, but, Heckinger's uh, is definitely out of the question here <laughs> as let's call it 90% of the listenership scratches their head and goes, what, what is this Heckinger's? Um, was that only a local place? Was, was that no, no, no. It was a thing. It's just okay. I, I think it's a We're name old. that you think of when you go with Caldor and Ames. <laughs> like it is, it is definitely uh, on on the Montgomery back end of things. Ward catalog. <laughs> Sponsors WWE TLC. Although, you know, if you're asking Vince McMahon, he probably thinks all oh, those stores oh, totally. is still where all the poor people shop. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you just enjoy your six hundred dollars, poor people. Oh, good lord that that would be an entire episode right there. But yeah, that's I, a lot of money. Uh, all of the main uh, programs, you know, your your WWEs, even your NXTs, your AEWs. All of it is building to stuff that's happening in the new year. So we're just kind of in this little bit of a malaise as as we wait for uh, the new year to start and in turn the the next big push of uh, 
of storylines and that sort of thing. Obviously, WWE soon to be on the road to the Royal Rumble, which will dovetail right into the road to WrestleMania. Uh, AEW is building up their New Year's Smash shows. Uh, NXT building up New Year's Evil. Um, And New Japan doing Wrestle Kingdom. So it's, you know, we're just in this weird little spot where it's this idea of, yeah, there's wrestling happening, but not a lot of it is uh, super exciting. The holiday doldrums is, uh, you know, kind of what it is, you know. And honestly, at this time of year, with everything going on, even in a year that I'm not moving, uh, Mm -hmm. at this time of year, I wouldn't really care that much (laughs) about things that are going on. It's just too much other stuff to worry about. You know, got five five things I'm tracking through the postal service that are just (laughs) not moving fucking anyway, including your Christmas gift, Marty. Uh, Oh, yeah. Uh, so uh, uh, I, it, when, it may not, it may be a Valentine's gift for you, pal. So. <laughs> totally fine with it. Totally fine with it. I'm in the same sp- same spot. The amount of printed out JPEGs that my wife is about to get for Christmas <laughs> is very high. Oh, that's a good fix. Yeah, that, uh, thank, yeah. I hadn't thought about that, but yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. I was just going to airdrop her a couple. <laughs> you know, just so they're waiting on her phone Christmas morning. Like, hey, these will be in the mail. <laughs> the part that is messed up to me. Not not to derail too much from the wrestle talk, but what derailment? Yeah, yeah. When, when, when's that ever been a thing here on like the Rough a House? Tony Scott movie with uh, fucking <laughs> Chris Pine? Did he do two train movies in one year? Uh, what was the other one? I know Unstoppable. Uh, did he not do the uh, Taking a Pelham One Two Three as well? Oh shit! I think the you're remake? right. He did. I think. Yeah. I think you're correct. Um, Both with Benzo. Yeah, two? I think you're right. Yeah. <laughs> I never yeah. thought about that. R.I.P. Tony Scott. Uh, but I, I tried to be smart. Uh, I, I tried to do all of my Christmas shopping the day after Thanksgiving online. So did I. That's when I ordered yeah. these things. Yeah, I ordered all these things, and and because I'm me, I have an app on my phone that you know tracks all the delivery numbers for stuff, right. and all of it is just like at distribution center will arrive uh-huh. late. Well, yep. fucking duh. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sitting here on the 20th of December, just going. Well, it shipped out on November 30th. I guess it'll be here by boat? I don't know. Yeah. Subtitle, good luck, fucker. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah. Um, so uh, I, I think the, the first thing to knock out was uh, one of the, the few pay-per-views of note. Because, look, TLC, it's probably going to be a fun show, but nothing of note's really going to happen. Um, so we've got a couple title matches and yeah. uh, some other furniture assorted uh, sundries as well. I think the big one is Roman Reigns versus Kevin Owens, Roman right? Roman Reigns, Kevin Owens, that indeed is happening. Uh, hang on, I'm, I'm pulling up the full card for... TLC twenty twenty. I have watched a couple little clips of Kevin Owens' interactions with Paul Heyman, which, which have been, been really fantastic. Good, really, fantastic. really good. Uh, I mean, you know, KO. If there was one person to get me to, you know, tune into WWE again, he would be one of the top, you know, ones in yeah. there because I really enjoy everything he does. Yeah. But you know, uh, it's not happening because my hatred of Vince McMahon supersedes all at the moment. But, um, but yeah, that stuff looks good, and I'm sure between those two, they've had a match or two. Yeah, in which the would past. be great. Yeah, that I remember enjoying. Um, so I'm sure it'll, and that is a TLC match. Yes. All three furniture uh, combined. Roman Reigns and Kevin Owens TLC match uh, for the Universal Championship. On the Raw side of things for the WWE Championship, it's Drew McIntyre versus AJ Styles in a TLC match, 
Oh, which really? Also, could be very happening. good. Um, <laughs> so, you know, those two would be very good. Um, we've also got uh, <laughs> the Fiend Bray Wyatt versus Randy Orton in a Firefly Inferno match. Oh wow! You're you're combining two of the worst matches <laughs> together. It's <laughs> a great idea. And also, I wonder who's going to be set on fire: the guy who wears tiny pants, or the one who pretty much wears clothes all the time. <laughs> what are you talking about? I don't know. You know, Randy sometimes wears a t-shirt with his trunks, which is still to this day the weirdest combination of things I've. And he's not the only one that that does. Yeah, that, yeah. No, anytime it happens, it's literally just like, oh, cool. I, I'm seeing. A, I mean, I always kind of go, I'm watching a guy in his underwear, but that definitely underlines it. Right. It's like you know, you, you uh, you know, you get an unexpected uh guest knock at the door, and it's you know the UPS guy, <laughs> yeah. and you, you walk up there with some with <laughs> with some trunks and a t-shirt on, like an hey, entire what's up? roster of dudes. Donald ducking it is pretty much what you land on. Yes, there it is. That's the proper way to say that. Uh, We got Sasha Banks defending the SmackDown Women's Championship uh, against Carmella in because it's TLC and no scrubs match. Um, (laughs) If they were really calling it that, that would be fantastic. I I wish. There's no gimmick at all for that match. Could could they? Them against each other. Since it is a TLC uh, pay-per-view, could the actual finish of this Firefly, uh, what was it, Fire, Firefly Inferno, Inferno match? Could could somebody, uh, you know, be chasing some waterfalls there? Uh, it, uh, <laughs> I thought you were going to say, are they going to set a football player's house on fire? Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, I took the easy out there. That's a, that's a good. That's a good one. That's a yeah, good one. yeah. Uh, left eye may no longer be with us, but she certainly left a mark on the world, didn't she? Uh, <laughs> maybe they'll have chili dogs uh, oh, for the uh, for the crew backstage. Oh, man. I can't make a T boss joke. I got yeah, I got nothing there. Um, but I remember all three members of TLC. So there's that. Yes, yes. Congratulations. Uh, and I do think it's weird that two thirds of them still tour. Um, do they really? Yeah, yeah. Like I could, I could be wrong, but I swear they played either Artscape or the Maryland State Fair within the past ten years. Do they go by TNC now? <laughs> <laughs> TNC Music Factory. <laughs> They're going to make you sweat under the waterfall. You know what? I'm just going to say it right now. Uh, I dare you, dear listeners, to find a wrestling (laughs) podcast that will go deep on TLC talk. Uh, I dare you. Oh, boy. Um, See, uh, uh, Sasha's got to defend against Carmella. Good fucking luck. Uh, The peak of her week. I don't think this is too much of a spoiler to talk about from Mando. Peak of Sasha's week was definitely her hitting a jetpack assisted tornado DDT on Disney Plus this week. It is it is yeah. definitely not uh having to carry Carmella to maybe two stars. <laughs> that was uh that was a fun brawl right there yes. in that uh in that cantina. Uh yeah, probably leaps and bounds above what's going to happen in this match. Yeah. Um what is Carmella's character these days? Uh Does what Emelina was supposed to be oh god yeah okay all right like so they're doing they they, to the point where they did like the relaunch of carmella style promos why didn't they just save that gimmick for eva marie who's apparently training to come back great question i don't know to the request of nobody by the way hey hey we may not want eva marie back in the ring but i certainly want her announcer guy Oh yeah, the announcer gave Eva yeah. Marie, and then the uh, the different excuses as to why she couldn't wrestle. Yes, almost giving yes. us a legit nip, nip slip on, uh, on on WWE TV. Yeah, that was good. See, okay, uh, obviously not not a bad scenario in full. Well, um, 
not a great one either. No, 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 no. But it's certainly better than nothing. Uh, also uh, on TLC the, this evening, the new day of Kofi Kingston and Xavier Woods will defend the Raw Tag Team Championship against the Hurt Business because the Hurt Business just fights the other black dudes. That's all they do. <laughs> oh, yeah, because they feuded with the Street Profits for a they while. They feuded too, with right? the Street Profits. Street Profits moved over. Uh, they feuded with Apollo Crews. Apollo Crews moved over. So now they have to fight the other black guys. Okay, all right. There is totally no indication of WWE's perhaps racial bias on on display on a regular basis when it comes to all things hurt business. Vince McMahon uh, read an article from 1994 about black on black crime and has booked his division (laughs) uh, accordingly ever since. Way to go, Vince. Yeah, asshole. And then uh, last and certainly least, uh, we've got Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler defending the WWE Women's Tag Team titles against Asuka, who is the Raw Women's Champion, and a partner to be determined, because after all these weeks of building up Lana, they took her out of the match this week. Here's what I think is going to happen here. It's going to be Lana. Oh, oh, I thought it was Charlotte. No. Oh, okay. That makes makes more sense. I was going to say, if they want to make a big baby face out of Lana, you have her overcome being put through a dozen or so tables, being removed from the match. She works herself, air quotes, uh, to get cleared and then takes part in the match to try and get her revenge. Uh, That would be a better star building moment. But as I say that, of course, building stars is not something WWEs want to do. So, yeah, it'll be Charlotte. Well, You're right. It, it's, it's funny you say that because also this week uh, there was uh, a, a bit of uh, mainstream pub that um, – I forget the name of the publication, but I, I think you'll enjoy this bit. Stephanie McMahon did an interview with a mainstream publication. God. It's some financial group. But the name of the reporter was, I shit you not, David Meltzer. It's a different – Dave Meltzer, but wow. And and Dave Meltzer says occasionally he and the other Dave Meltzer do email each other about things because of course this guy works on, on the business side of things. Um, but, uh, in this interview, Stephanie said that, that the key components for them as a business is building new stars. Mm, Clearly that's not the case. (laughs) Have you watched WWE recently, Stephanie? I I, I hope Steph's talking to somebody in that company about this grand plan of hers because it sure as shit isn't happening on television. You think that's some kind of like pillow talk between, (laughs) you know, that's assuming Triple H and Steph sleep uh, A in the same bed and B at the same time. Um, (laughs) You think there's like, you know, you think they just lay there on their sides, like, you know, hands on their hands on their head, laying on the pillow, looking at each other into each other's eyes and be like, you think we should push Carmella? <laughs> you see, think you think that's see, what when kinda... you started this riff? I was thinking Triple H is dirty talk. I was like, yeah, that's right. You want me to build new stars? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Not everything's right. about sex, Marty. <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> grow up. You want me to put over young talent? You want me to call a guy who's under thirty-five? That's right. <laughs> oh yeah, give me the shovel. Give me the shovel. <laughs> Bury me, baby, bury me. I don't know why we both have gravelly voices. Or unless Triple H is getting pegged. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Come on, Sean. I mean, Steph. Yeah, let's do this. (laughs) Oh, man. Um, But but speaking of building new stars, uh, there was news that came out this week, which I thought was interesting, and I wanted to get your opinion on. This is not the Uh, the really stupid news of the week. But this is certainly news that I I, I thought uh, was somewhat comical. 
Um, news broke. It was originally written out by uh, the team at Wrestling Inc., but then confirmed by the Dave Meltzer. Um, a new NXT TV show is currently being discussed. Not to be confused with NXT India, which is legit a thing they're working on building out. This is another NXT show. And the idea is it will be headed up by Gabe Sapolsky, he who used to book Ring of Honor back in the mm-hmm. day and evolve more evolve. recently. Um, and the idea is the show will focus on uh, those trying to get on the primary NXT roster in an effort to get the less experienced performance center talents the in-ring work they need. So it's an NXT for NXT. Are they going to call it NXXT? <laughs> or NNXT? I, I I don't know specifically uh, what they will be calling it, but I will say there's certainly an interesting name that WWE decided they wanted to trademark this week. Which is a whole bunch of uh, other bullshit, but to hold off on that for a second. Yeah. So NX, uh, 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 a farm system for your farm system. Yes. So this is essentially we'll, – we're getting a double-A ball here. Yes. Uh, so the Frederick Keys of of NXT. Exactly. Uh, okay, sure. I mean, that makes sense. <clears throat> but I, I mean, wasn't that the the point for NXT? <laughs> yeah, yeah. The whole point of NXT is to get guys TV ready. But I guess instead it's its own brand. But that argument also is seems to change from week by week. Uh, some weeks. If you listen to people uh, on and around NXT, it's developmental. If you speak to yeah. others, it's its own brand. So I don't fucking know anymore. But the idea is there will now be a fourth meal. Uh, sorry, fourth brand that will... Don't you be smirched, Taco Bell. <laughs> that, or, or I guess maybe fifth brand, if you count NXT UK. Uh, or 205 Live. Oh, shit. Sixth brand that will... <laughs> Good fucking God. Why do they have six brands? Because they have everybody under the fucking sun under contract. Oh, God damn. They, they just need to cut some of these people just... Maybe not right now, but in general, they oh, just need no, to cut I some of these it, people. I would not put it uh, beyond Vince McMahon to give out some uh, some pink slips on Wednesday. Oh, ho, 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 ho. It's like, we got to get under budget for the year, brother. <laughs> Wait, since when was Hulk Hogan a part of, a part of the, the, the board of WWE? Oh, hey, nice. brother. Always <laughs> see the hurt business versus new day. <clears throat> God damn it. Fuck Hulk Hogan. Um, so we don't know what this will be called, but like I said, there, there's a name that WWE decided they wanted to trademark this week, which is the collective. Hmm. That sounds familiar. Where have I heard that in a pro wrestling context before? So the collective uh, more recently occurred this past fall, but was originated as the Mania Weekend group of shows as headlined by Game Changer Wrestling, GCW, home of uh, Joey Janela's Spring Break, uh, mm-hmm. but also included companies like Beyond Wrestling and AIW and occasionally international companies or specialty shows like Josh Barnett's Bloodsport. Kaiju Big Battle. Yeah, Kaiju Big Battle. All, all these random shows. And for some reason, WWE's decided, we want that name. That's going to be our name now. Well, I'm, I, mean, I don't know if you knew this, but Vince McMahon owns wrestling. The, the <laughs> Clearly. concept of pro wrestling is owned by Vince McMahon. Clearly. Uh, so, yeah, it's all his. This is fucked up. Like, like it's <clears> not <throat> even, okay, when they started sort of going tit for tat with Cody Rhodes on, on the old WCW trademarks, that mm-hmm. I understand. 
Because in that instance, you're definitely poking a giant when you're Cody Rhodes and you're like, hey, I, I want to own Batch of the Beach. Um, well, yeah, but th- that's something that the WWE obtained legally. And, sure, you know, sure. Was, uh, it was absorbed within WCW purchases, all rights and trademarks uh, contained within. Uh, this is something else entirely. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, something very much different uh, in beyond the fact that they just ran WrestleMania weekend. Typically, this just feels like a, a bizarre twist of a knife. It's like, I don't know, it feels like they're just stabbing a guy because they can stab a guy, you know? There, yes. there, there is There is significantly more malice and less motivation in this move. This would be like the NFL going after your local Pop Warner team's name for a trademark. <laughs> yes, yes. That's 100%. essentially what it is. Just because they decided to run a game Super Bowl weekend. Right, like, no, this is football. We own football. <laughs> You're not allowed to do this, you know? Come yeah. on. Uh, very, very fucked up. Like, in a year of fucked up things WWE has done, this is a late entry for, like, top-tier fucked up shit WWE has done. I mean, it's, it may be, maybe top five. It may, probably in the five to ten region. Oh, yeah, I'm just saying, like, for this being the end of the year, to just throw something out there where it's like, surprise, bitches, we're evil! Like, it, it's, well. it's pretty strong. <laughs> It's not really a surprise. It's not to a surprise, anybody. but it's like it, it feels like they definitely wanted to remind us how fucking evil they can be. Uh, no one expect. No one expects the Spanish Inquisition. I mean, Vince McMahon in the WWE. <laughs> yeah, just awful. No, no good. Very bad. Not a fan. Don't like it. Um, real, real quick before we jump into some more of our our standard coverage, I wanted to very quickly talk about the Ring of Honor pay per view, which occurred on Friday night. Uh, I just wanted to go ahead and say that your boy was wrong because, to my surprise, they didn't take belts off of any of the Mexicans. All the Mexicans yeah. kept their belts. Well, it, it mostly because the six-man the belts. The Mexicans who were able to yeah. appear at the show. Yes, the six-man belts uh, ended up uh, staying, quote-unquote, around the waists of uh, Bandito, Flamita, and Ray Horace uh, because Bandito and Flamita could not make it to the show because they had COVID. Uh, oh, so there was no match at all. There was no match for the six man tag ah. belts at all. Uh, there was, I was wondering how they're going to work around that in the pre-show <laughs> Shane Taylor promotions, uh, Shane Taylor, of course, who is not Keith Lee and oh, the soldiers of savagery. Uh, they were, uh, they're MCW guys who, uh, who oh. got the, the Ring of Honor call up. Yes. Um, th- they were offered to have the belts turned over to them. But Shane Taylor said he didn't want his team to win the belts that way. He'd rather beat Bandito, Flamita, and Ray Horace in a match. Okay. So Shane Taylor, perhaps not the smartest man in professional wrestling. Uh, well, it is Ring of Honor. Perhaps yes. they're trying to uh, instill some honor back into the uh, you know yeah. world yeah. of Sir. wrestling, of De- honor. Definitely possible. Definitely possible. Um, Tony Deppin ended up winning the pre-show four-way to get a uh, TV title match against Dragon Lee. Uh, okay. Deppin took him to the limit, but Dragon Lee ended up retaining the championship. Um, they also uh, switched some things around. Ray Horace, because he was there, he ended up having a one-on-one match with Dalton Castle, who primarily mm-hmm. had been doing commentary uh, on uh, Friday evening. Dan Is he still Hel- selling the back? He is. He is. Okay. Uh, right. And he has new boys, it looks like? Because yes. the Tate brothers are gone. Yes. They, they swapped out the boys. 
Okay. All right. New boys. Yes. Um, Dan Housen ended up uh, receiving his Ring of Honor contract, winning his match by disqualification. That was, I didn't even know how it finished. That was a DQ. Yes. Yes. Dan Housen ended up faking out a microphone shot uh, and rubbing his face paint on the microphone so it looked like he was hit. So Very clever, Housen. Yes. Yes. Very so nice. He's got, very he's got his contract. I did see the promo he cut with uh, Quinn McKay. What are your thoughts on Quinn McKay? Quinn McKay could have a career in ASMR if she wanted to. <laughs> she could also have a career in OnlyFans if she wanted to. <laughs> well, I mean, but. that can be said about most women in wrestling, if we're totally honest. And, and I'm not saying that in terms of a, a gross thing. I'm just saying, hey, if they want to get into that realm of work, the, most of them would be successful. They are attractive, well-put-together women with a very thirsty fan base. So we know that Jordan Grace OnlyFans. Come on. <laughs> hey, she's doing just fine on Patreon. Yeah, um, I know. <laughs> but uh, yeah, uh, I I I think she's perfectly fine. The the bow tie gimmick is, the is whole a little bubbly thing. Is that is that working for you, or is it too too much? Uh, she, I, I'm kind of indifferent on the whole. Uh, like okay. I said, the no. the, 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 the <laughs> I have an opinion hey, on the whole. Hey, uh, the primary <laughs> thing I, I I walked away with from her because uh, most of my exposure to her is is recent because mm-hmm. I was watching like the pure uh, tournament uh, mm-hmm. breakdown and. At the top of the shows, they had her explain the pure wrestling title rules, rules. Yeah. and that's where I learned she could do ASMR if she wanted to. Like, okay. whatever microphone they were using was full NPR mouth tone level. Yeah, give and, me a spittle. <laughs> and I was just like, if that if that's something she wants to do, she can give people the tingles all the time. Like, good for the, that. The mic screen, much like my undergarments, were soaked by the end. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I've I've I, I I've got nothing for nor against uh, Quinn McKay. She's perfectly fine. Okay, all right. Uh, so uh, the title match was Roosh versus Brody King. Brody King, who I guess was pulling double duty that night because he had a match on uh, New Japan Strong as yes, well. Yes, which of course was not taped <laughs> was months ago yeah. and is totally live, yeah, as yeah, you can yeah. tell by Kenta's hair. <laughs> um, so Brody King lost Brody King ended up losing uh, mm. As uh, there was Interference by Bestia Del Ring oh. A.K.A. Roosh's father And he is the newest member of La Faction Engobernable uh, Thank you yep. uh, But uh, LFI looks to be feuding With the Foundation Which is the uh, Stable yeah, run by John Gresham John Gresham retained both his belts Good for him. Uh, Friday, uh, defeating Flip Gordon for the Ring of Honor Peer Championship. God, that guy sucks. And he and uh, Jay Lethal retained the tag belts over PCO and Mark Briscoe. PCO and Mark Briscoe? That's yeah. a weird combo. Is that to a last fair, thing? To be fair, PCO can't necessarily team up with his normal Oh, tag yeah, partner. he was Villain Enterprises, wasn't he? Yep. Well, with Brody King. So Brody King's just kind of... Brody King's no longer part of Villain Enterprises. He, uh, well, without saying it, that's what he said in a in a promo on the weekly TV. That, that he, I'm on my own now. Yes, and that yeah, sort of yeah, thing. Yeah. Okay, all right. I have noticed that Marty Squir- Marty Skrull's uh, Instagram has been a little more active recently. Yeah, and he was selling some merch through Pro Wrestling Tees again. So curious. Hmm. Because there's been no official anything in regards to. Are you really anything. shocked though? 
Are you really shocked? I mean, yes and no. We live in a world where Joey Ryan is is literally suing people who tweeted mean things about him. Well, he's a cunt. So. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, that's uh, Roughhouse SGW on Twitter. He was mean to me at uh, at WrestleCon. So, <laughs> to be fair, I was wearing a Lucha Underground hoodie. <laughs> no reason to be mean to you. You watched a show that he was on. Not many yeah. other people did. So fuck off. Yeah. Yeah, well, he was still a cunt. <laughs> anyway. So, fuck off, anyway. Joey Ryan. Hey, you know what What will brighten our day, Chris? <laughs> What's that? Bam. Tanahashi on guitar. Yeah. <laughs> we are full speed ahead to the Tokyo Dome. Only 20,000 people allowed per night. Shorter shows for both nights of Wrestle Kingdom. The literal Road to Tokyo Dome tour starts on Tuesday, um, which unsurprisingly is just a whole bunch of multi-man matches. The yep. most interesting match comes on Wednesday, December 23rd, uh, as we've got the King of Pro Wrestling 2020 match. The official decisive match, as it's going to be Toro Yano defending against notable professional wrestler Bad Luck Fale. <laughs> the story being here is that at the end of um, the last, uh, the I guess the finals for the uh, World Tag League and Best of Super Junior show, yes. uh, Fale stomped on the King of Pro Wrestling title as other Bullet Club members held down Toriano. Yes. Um, so I think he's since super glued it back together. He in has typical Tori. Maybe he just uh, you Duck know made up the curry paste and oh, okay. uh, you know. <laughs> Would you say? I, I said duct tape. Oh, <laughs> duct tape would actually. <laughs> Be a lot funnier than Super Blue. Yeah. I'm, I'm just saying the man enjoys his tape, so I, I, I thought, yeah, I thought, yeah, that no, would that work out there, yeah, yeah, we should send him a send him a DM because that makes a lot more sense. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> and I think this have the stip- I know the two stipulations that were being voted on has the voting yes. uh, finalized. Um, uh, if it has, I hadn't seen anything on it yet, and I tried loading the uh, the U.S. New Japan site before the show to see if there was anything on it, and for some reason it wouldn't load. So uh, cool. I'm I'm just going to go ahead and and say these are what were proposed. Bad Luck Fale wanted to have a body slam match where he right. wins. By body slam, just right. a basic body slam. Toriyano wanted to have a combination body slam and corner post match, wherein the winner is the first person to either a body slam his opponent or b remove all of the corner uh, pads. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's to, you know it, at least they're in character. Yes. Uh, stipulations. Yes. So cool. Uh, but really, that's the only thing of note. Like you said, a bunch of a bunch of tag matches. Is is show teaming with Ibushi on one of these shows? Um, let me load it back up. Uh, Sorry, no, it's okay. Uh, show and Ibushi are teaming up on Wednesday. It's Ibushi and Show against Tetsuya Naito and Bushi. Okay. Again, I wonder who's taking that fall. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of a match where you have to go, I wonder who's taking that fall. Uh, Also on the Wednesday show, you've got Okada, Tanahashi, and Hanma versus Osprey, Great Okan, and Jeff Cobb. Oh, jeez. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 
Yeah. Fall Guy I, Hanma, real hard yeah. on that one. Well, I mean, Fall Guy is kind of his gimmick, though, isn't it? He <laughs> yeah, just kind of, yeah. kind of just tips off timbers himself <laughs> with a with a headbutt. So, so. Uh, for Wrestle Kingdom 15, which again will be on uh, a Monday and a Tuesday, January 4th and 5th. January 4th, we've got Naito versus Ibushi for the IWGP double titles. We've got uh, Kazuchika Okada <laughs> versus Will Ospreay one-on-one, which should be awesome. Isn't, uh, did I read that that match is being billed as the final match of the night, the main event of night one? Uh, if you did, I missed that. I thought I read that. In, I thought it was in the Observer that uh, as of right now, that's being billed as the final match of the night. Wow. I, I may I may have misread, uh, but that's odd considering, yeah. you know, Naito and Ibushi are being f- there also. Double titles. Um, yeah. We've got uh, Tanahashi versus Great Okan. Good fucking luck, Tanahashi. Uh, <laughs> for the IWGP tag team titles, it is Taichi and Zack Sabre Jr. defending against the World Tag League winners, Gorillas of <clears throat> Destiny. And we've got the uh, Best of Super Juniors versus J-Cup winner as it's Hiromu Takahashi versus El Phantasmo. That leads to on Jan 5, the winner of Naito and Ibushi defends the double titles against Jay White. We've got Sonata versus Evil in a grudge match. Shingo Takagi versus Jeff Cobb in a never open weight title match. And Taji Ishimori defending the IWGP junior title against the winner of Hiromu and ELP. So this is kind of... And I know why they're doing shorter cards and everything like that. But this is kind of the melancholy and infinite sadness of Wrestle Kingdom cards. If they trim some of the fat and put them together, uh, both discs together as one (laughs) CD, you got uh, straight up bangers top to bottom here. Yeah, yeah. No no disagreement here. Uh, You could have one really amazing card, but some would have two probably pretty good. But uh, but not mind-blowing cards. I will say the overall benefit is that we don't have, at least right now, those massive eight-man eight tags, tags that just yeah. eat up time and, and serve a purpose <clears throat> of getting everybody a payday or the Battle Royal, which I recognize is usually pretty fun. But, you know, again, I, I appreciate them saving us time. Um, and, uh, you know, maybe we'll get uh, Hawaiian uh, Hawaiian shirt Liger doing commentary a year after his retirement. I hope so. I mean, I'd imagine he'd dress up a little bit more unless he's a big Jeff Cobb fan. Yeah. Well, I I think he Who is. isn't. Yeah. <laughs> I could be wrong, but I think on Japanese commentary, I've heard Liger giggling himself stupid at some of the stuff Jeff Cobb does. So uh, there you he's go. A, he's a freakishly uh, agile athlete for his size. Very much so. Hey, let's talk about another wrestling show. Kyle O'Reilly is getting a world title shot against... Uh, our dear, dear friend, Fergal Devitt. <laughs> Finn Balor. Are you our Ballor. friend now? Did you yeah. do, is this something that you've been working on on the side? No, no, it's not. We got, a, we got close personal uh, I just, I just the... assume he's our friend considering he's thrown out all of the, the, the smarky comments lately. He's got to be listening exclusively to wrestling podcasts, right? Sure. Yeah, I'm sure that's exactly how he spends his time in the gym doing yeah. a million crunches to get that ridiculous uh, <laughs> six pack of uh, of abs he's got going on there. So Kyle O'Reilly, uh, good for him. Yeah. Um, you yes. know, I'm glad he's getting some singles. Well, this you know. is a rematch from two takeovers ago. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm glad that, you know, that he's still getting these singles opportunities because, you know, it shows that he's not just a tag team guy. He's a fantastic tag team wrestler. Yes. Uh, 
you know, throughout his entire career, but can hold his own, you know, against the the best in, in, in a singles match. Uh, he's got a thicker beard now. And I noticed I, I think the Undisputed Era has changed color schemes, which I guess that comes with a face turn. They have yeah. to change color schemes now. Yeah, yeah. They, Get a new they, T-shirt out. They, they refreshed it all a little bit. And you're right. It, it undoubtedly goes with the face turn yeah. uh, because why not sell more T-shirts, right? Um, yeah. Also set for New Year's Evil, which will be on January 6th, opposite the second night of uh, the New Year's Smash for um, uh, EEW. We're going to have, uh, uh, not Killer Cross, uh, Carrion Cross, Cross. Carrion Cross going one-on-one with Damian Priest because uh, Carrion Cross, I guess, just wants to fight a random dude now that he's back. Why is he not fighting Fergal? Yeah, that is a great question. Why? Okay. Why not? Don't know, especially considering fucking Scarlet popped right up, get all in Finn Balor's face, and instead we're getting Killer Cross versus Damian Priest. Cool, fantastic, awesome. Right. Also on the New Year's Evil show, it will be hosted by Dexter Loomis, a man who has pretty much decided to not talk and just draw things. Yeah, I was going to say, I can't remember him ever speaking in anything in NXT that I watched when I was watching it. Yeah, it's very weird. It's very weird. Cameron Grimes, unfortunately, going to be out for the next six weeks. He's getting some knee surgery. So there goes one of the highlights of NXT as of late. Um, Okay. okay. uh, What about uh, Tommy Champa? What's he up to? uh, Tomato Chomper. uh, He is (laughs) he's in a uh, mini feud with uh, Tim Thatcher right now. Oh, that's still going on? Yeah, yeah, it's still a thing. Noted ratings black hole, Tim Thatcher? Yep, yep. Look, I think we all knew this was going to happen. He was an odd signing from from the jump. Yeah, I I, I thought for sure we were going player coach with that guy, but instead it's like, no, no, we're going to have Matt Riddle put him over on the way out. Uh, well, that line, that what was they called that lines den type match that yeah, they yeah, had? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was pretty cool. I will. It was them. it was pretty awesome, um, but. Uh, again, kind of a weird guy to give that rub to. I I think. Yeah. I mean, yeah. In in what WWE fight does, pit. that's he what does they not it. fit the mold at the, all. The fight pit. Yeah, yeah. They could have come up with a better name for it, but you know, if that was going to be his style of, you know, when's the last time a wrestler had their, you know, Kane with the Inferno match? Like yeah. that was like the last time a wrestler had their own kind of branded. Well, I guess a Firefly Funhouse bullshit, but that doesn't count. No, no, it does not at all. Uh, also of note in the main event of NXT TV this week, Tony Storm defeated Rhea Ripley uh, after Raquel Gonzalez interfered. Kind of felt like they were writing off Rhea Ripley. And uh, either way, I think they probably should, considering she uh, tore up her uh, her gauged ear again. Oh, I thought you were going to say knee. OK. All right. No, yeah, no, that's that's well, that's gnarly. Um, yeah, not, not do you think she's all. main roster bound then? She should have been a while ago, if I'm oh, totally yeah. honest. Um, she should have fucking beat Charlotte at WrestleMania. That's. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Just such a miss for such what on paper is a can't miss star in Rhea yeah. Ripley. They have done everything they can to miss it. And it's very frustrating. Very, very frustrating. If I was still watching the product, I'd probably agree with you. Hey, let's talk about a show that we like considerably more. The Mando, this isn't the Mandalorian theme. <laughs> I mean, I could play the Mando theme if you want. Boom, 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 boom. Hey! Here's the <laughs> Thank you, Ludwig Lorenzen. But anyway. 
We had a uh, a live, but I'll be honest, not lively episode of AEW Dynamite this week. This felt like they were treading a little bit of water. I enjoyed the show, but in terms of progression and storytelling and everything, I thought AEW Dynamite this week was just kind of there. Well, I think part of it is they're kind of laying groundwork to build new stars. Yeah, yeah <laughs> which, which not a bad a novel thing. concept. Not it's a bad just, thing at all. not something we're used to because, you know, Dynamite in his first year spent a lot of focus on established acts to, you know, garner a fan base and all these sorts of things that make a lot of sense. So now yeah. they're in their second year. They have all this talent that's around here. They're trying to, you know, work them into storylines, you know, like the – like the stuff they've done with TH2 recently and mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. adjacent with the acclaimed who are not quite firing on all cylinders no, yet, as we'll get no. to. But, um, but yeah, you know, it's these types of shows are going to happen because, uh, you know, you have to spend time to establish the next next group of people who are going to get the push. So, yeah. Um, I will say uh, one of the biggest bits of news was also for me one of the cringiest uh, in a fantastic way to show the key difference between a guy like John Moxley and a guy like Cody Rhodes. <laughs> we found out that Cody Rhodes is going to be a father yeah. in 2021, much like John Moxley. This was not just randomly mentioned backhandedly in a promo. In a genuine way. No, we got a video package inclusive of Cody, his wife, and his dog, making it clear that they are having a child in 2021, which means all of that stuff with Jade Cargill and Shaq and all that out the fucking window, because there's no way Brandy's working a match probably for a year plus. Uh, Yeah, you're probably right. That's not to say that, you know, Cody still can't do something with Shaq if the if the star is aligned, but, you know. Brandy wouldn't be able to to be ringside, I'd imagine, or yeah. any, anything like that. Um, yeah, you know, it, like you said, it's very indicative of the type of person Cody Rhodes has become. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, it was super long, super over the top, super unnecessary, uh, very well produced. Very extra. Very extra. Super is, fucking extra. Is the way so. to describe Cody Rhodes. In fact, if he wants to just call himself extra Cody Rhodes from now on, I'm cool with it. I, I think it's <laughs> extra, extra. It's it's a great, great <laughs> nickname for him. He had a one-on-one match with Angelico, which I thought was really good. And they did a very, very, very strong job of putting Angelico over in the presentation yeah. of the match, in the, the agenting of the match, in the commentary of the match. But of course, Angelico didn't actually go over, which was kind of a bummer. Uh, but I, I, I did enjoy that they made Angelico look like an actual threat. Yeah, but you can only make people – and we said the same thing about yeah. their tag match with the Bucks the week prior. Yeah. You can only you know do so much to build these guys up without actually giving them the win. I mean at, yeah. at some point they're going to have to win to be taken seriously. After the match, Team Taz came out. They got in the fa- – well, they verbally got in the face of uh, Cody. Lights go out. Here comes Sting. Sabu? Uh, unfortunately, no Sabu. Uh, God damn it. One of these weeks, it's going to be Sabu, and I'm going to... Your head's literally yeah. going to explode. I'm going to do a standing backflip. <laughs> it's it's going to happen. And then you'll watch the rest of the show. you watch the show the next week in the hospital with a broken yeah. fucking neck. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, and uh, at this point, if this is what they're just going to keep doing with Sting, count me out, man. <laughs> if it's just yeah. the idea is Sting walks out and stares at people and then just goes back to the back... No, thank you. The one thing I did love was 
everyone in Team Taz was scared shitless of Sting, except for Will Hobbs, who needed the other five guys yeah. to hold him back. I loved that. Like, that made Hobbs look like a wild motherfucker, and I was totally cool with it. But Yeah, yeah. I mean, Sting, you know, Mr. Borden here, totally... You know, is fleecing Tony Khan right here. He's just like, <laughs> all right, I want X. You know, I want you know. What, what do you think he's getting per appearance? I, I I don't know if it's a per appearance deal or if he's just getting like a flat one point two mil or something like that. I don't know. I mean, like you know, but either way, it works out to a dollar amount per appearance. So <laughs> oh it's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Twenty grand to show up and to fuck. <laughs> I don't know. Twenty grand to me is a lot of money for Sting. It, well, nothing, it's, it's it's it sounded like it's it's a fleecing on par with when Ring of Honor was bringing in Ric Flair uh, and just when was that? Uh, that was uh, late two thousands. Uh, there was a period that. of time when Ric Flair was out of – it was after the retirement match when he was like, I'm going to do indie appearances. So they made him like a Ring of Honor ambassador, and he was legit getting like $20,000 a show Jesus. to show up, sign autographs, and randomly cut a promo with whoever they wanted to put over that week. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he the, he actually ended up getting sued by Ring of Honor because he agreed to so many appearances and they paid in advance and then he resigned with uh, WWE. God. Yeah, it they, was. A, did he win that lawsuit? I I don't recall what happened. I just recall I mean, that that uh, he fleeced them. He fleeced a whole bunch like of people on the way his, out. Like I there, believe that. Uh, I mean, it's Ric Flair. There was a thing where like he sold the uh, the NWA title he had for 25 grand to high spots and high spots was going to do an eBay thing for it. And then yeah. it turns out he owed money for that belt to someone else. Oh like it was God. a, it was a whole sitch man. Like that's that, why you need title insurance. Yeah. As that, somebody who just bought a house the other day, yeah. you need title insurance that Ric Flair just left a whole bunch of people holding the bag while he, he was living his gimmick on a regular basis. Anyway, what a dick. Uh, but yeah, Sting. Um, yeah, I'm with you. It's not really uh, doing doing it for me. Plus, also, it, some of the theme songs in AEW are good, mm-hmm. but the Sting, you know, when the lights go out, the intro video and the music, I I, I get they need time for the snow machines to to work. Right, right. But. It, it is no fucking glass breaking, you know, yeah. it, it, it doesn't elicit that response for it, 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 for, it is uh, for, missing the Pavlovian moment. You, yeah. You need that boom, that big impact at no pun intended at the beginning of the song yeah. uh, to really hammer home that is happening. You know, when when something happens, you know, the lights go out and then you have to wait 20 seconds for the dude to appear. You lose so much momentum in it. And I just kind of get like, okay, well, I got to, f- it's like the undertaker shit. Like, yeah, you know, it takes him fucking 20 minutes to walk to the ring, you yeah. know, limp to the ring to, to do anything. Like I'm not afraid. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I will also say the it's, it, it's funny to me. And I, I know it's pro wrestling and it's how it's supposed to go, but team Taz is scared of a 62 year old man with a bad neck. Right. And a, yeah, yeah. Like that's one Taz mission in a paralysis right there. Like you, you have that one. <laughs> yeah. That's one drill claw. And then yeah, yeah. If, you, <laughs> if you want to shoot murder sting, put him in a drill claw. Um, yeah. Other storyline stuff, because uh, that's, that's the way I've chosen that we're going to cover dynamite from now on. Uh, the hangman page 
Dark Order story continued as we kicked off uh, Dynamite, actually, with a six-man tag, uh, Hangman Page and John Silver and Alex Reynolds against, uh, well, let's call him Private Hardy, uh, Mark Quinn, Isaiah Cassidy, and Matt Hardy. It was a very fun match, including the intro, where they were all wearing their matching cowboy hats, uh, which was a 10 out of 10. Um, But uh, the Dark Order couldn't get it done as Private Party hits the gin and juice, and then Matt Hardy... Uh, who is now a self-absorbed jerk, uh, tagged himself in to take the glory in the pin. Yeah. And that's fine. I mean, I don't know yeah. what the payoff is going to be there. Is he going to yeah. fight them both off? Or, yeah. you, you know, what's... I, 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 don't, I don't know. I don't know where that's going. I'm not sure either. Uh, the issue I'm kind of between... good on Matt Hardy at this point, uh, to be honest. I, I can agree on that one. The issue between Death Triangle, Lance Archer, and Eddie Kingston and his family continued on this week. As Eddie Kingston had a, a segment that was called simply <laughs> Eddie Kingston Addresses His Enemies. Which... I mean, that could have taken the whole show. It, it did. And the fact... <laughs> The fact that he started his promo by saying, okay, they say I'm I'm addressing my enemies. First one, big man upstairs. I'm still living, brother. I mean, was he talking to Tony Khan there? <laughs> I, I, I just love that they're like, all right, we're going to have this gimmick where you just come out and you address your enemies. And he's like, awesome. I'm going to yell at God. And just <laughs> walked off. Well, you know, God in pro wrestling, I think, is 0-1, right? <laughs> That's true. So. That's true. Eddie Kingston has a much better pro wrestling record than than G.O.D. himself. Although G.O.D., yeah. I can't recall if he took the fall in the tag match. I think Shawn Michaels did. So, Well, G.O.D. is fucking challenging for the tag titles at Wrestle Kingdom. I don't know what you're talking about. Fair, uh, fair point. <laughs> but uh yeah the the death triangle power Lance to god Archer. by the way power to god by the way he worked one match and he politic out of taking the fall good, <laughs> good work god yeah yeah in a match with Shawn michaels yeah i know <laughs> but that's the that's the crazy bit there um yeah the the death triangle uh lance archer stuff uh i'm into especially just looking at pack stare up at lance archer like he's gonna fucking murder him yes meanwhile he's gonna get lawn dark into a fucking production truck a la uh, Kevin Nash and Rey Mysterio probably. But uh, yeah, just the stare down and just Pac has just a fucking ravenous look. He's an orc. You know, he's just like... He's he's, he's he's a war orc. Yeah. (laughs) He's he's a flipping war orc. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Which they should have told to to step on the toes of some other podcasts here, which they really should have told the people who sculpted the new uh, Pac action figure about, because that... He literally looks like Shrinky Dink Triple H. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Shrinky Dinks. I had Ghostbuster <laughs> Shrinky Dinks back in the day. Uh, it looked so bad, though. Like, what a waste of and money. He has, and he has two heads. Like, yeah. both of them look wrong. But he's got a new hat. <laughs> uh, okay. So we're talking AEW. Yeah. And we just mentioned other podcasts. Are, are, can we talk about Jim Ross? Uh, I, I I think that is a great idea. Because <laughs> he sucks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he is. A, he's a very very grumpy man. Look, I, look. Here's here's my thing. The he, I think in one of his one of his uh, many diatribes that he's gone on about the state of pro wrestling, of which he is gainfully employed by. Um, 
he goes off about uh, how you know I I haven't seen that it's that it's evolved to this point. Like motherfucker, you see it every week. Like this this is the world of pro wrestling in 2020 into 2021. Yeah, it's not fucking you know as much as FTR would like it to be. It's not rest holds and bulldogs and 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 punches and stuff like that. Right. It has evolved. It's it's it clearly has evolved, and you've got. You know, the the old school guys who, yes, they have legendary careers and have done a lot and have molded a lot of people and have uh, made stars and all all that all that stuff. But all that stuff was fucking 15 plus years ago. Yep. And what is happening now is the stuff that has happened since with the evolution. I mean, you know, back pro wrestling that they talk about, you know, you know, the 80s into attitude era. That wasn't the pro wrestling that was happening in the 40s and 50s. Right. And, you know, the traveling around carny bullshit. It has evolved and it has done so. And these old curmudgeonly fucks can't give up on the fact that they're still gainfully employed and making a shit ton of money to, to you know, help this new wave of uh, performers and this new era of pro wrestling mm-hmm. to, to hone their craft uh, instead of they, he would rather it change to or revert rather than, you know, um, sharpen for the future. And it, it pisses me off to no end that almost every week in commentary at some point when somebody does something crazy, um, he he undersells it or he gets, he becomes audibly annoyed yeah. by it. And he does yeah. a very poor job of hiding it. Luckily you have Excalibur there with all the excitement. Tony, Tony's just along for the ride. Yeah. Don't, uh, you know, Tony doesn't give a fuck. He's, he's just happy to be there. Um, but you got Jim Ross as this old curmudgeonly fuck. Who's just in not so many words, burying the main people like the, his employers. Like, yeah. Yeah. No, the, the amount of shit that he talks about super kicks and the young, but he doesn't name them by name. But a lot of the shit that he talks mm-hmm. about and complaining about is the stuff the young bucks do. Yeah. And they are an executive vice presidents of that company. Yeah. Yeah. And he's, and he's not afraid to, uh, uh, audibly publicly criticize them. And the, you know, there are two points that have always stood out to me about, um, the type of complaints he throws out there. Like, okay. I, I partially agree with, the idea of when you're in a multi-man that there are times where guys are clearly waiting to catch people. Yeah. They should, they should put more effort into their brawl. They should put more effort into that. I think also it's, it, it's a production thing where a hundred percent you, you should you, focus. You, you shouldn't see that on yeah. the camera when it's happening. You should be following the guy on a close up of the guy running the ropes to do the dive or whatever. Right. On the other side of it is when he's saying things about like, you know, DDTs and super kicks, they used to be a finish. Well, guess what? It's 2020 to almost 2021. These moves have been in the uh, world of professional wrestling for 30 years. I would hope that people have figured out ways to scout them. Right. Have figured out ways to to lessen the blow of them. It's no different than watching a football game from 30 years ago and seeing the plays that were used then versus the plays that are used now. Right. In real sports, the game evolves. Also... One of my favorite quotes ever was from Jake the Snake Roberts because someone asked him about, you know, the, the DDT becoming a transition move versus his DDT. And the thing he uh, said when he was asked about it was, that, you know what the difference is between everybody else's DDT and mine? 
And the guy goes, what? And Jake goes, mine keeps the guy down. That's what it is. His is that good. (laughs) Like that. Congratulations. You've set up in kayfabe that not everyone's DDT is as effective. Right. And that puts his DDT. Right. If that puts himself over as opposed to minimizing everybody else. Yeah. And JR does the opposite. Exactly. Like that. That's the thing you need to say. I, 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 I can sit here and say, can I think of the best way to talk about that on commentary? No, but I'm also not a paid professional commentator. I'd like to be. Call me someone. Yeah. However, <laughs> I'm not one. And, you know, it's not my job to figure out how best to do their job. But you need to establish the reality in which we're presented. It's not as if in the middle of a movie, there's some narrator going, this is all horse shit. <laughs> like, right. Yeah. And, yeah, and, unless it's like a Deadpool type fourth wall break, <laughs> right, in, right. which is, you know, in storyline, that's that's the story that they're being told or yeah. are telling. Yeah. Uh, all in all, frustrating. Also frustrating this week, the official in-ring debut of the acclaimed Anthony Bowens and Max Caster. I've enjoyed Bowens and Caster a lot on AEW Dark. They had their little promo debut on Dynamite two weeks ago, and we were both understandably pretty not into it. Um, the, the rap as done by Max Caster was kind of obvious and dumb. Uh, and look, it's a step up from I'm Max Caster and I'm here to say yeah. TH2 stinks in the most atrocious way. Like yeah. th- that's, that's us not too far removed of what they're doing. Right. Right. But uh, so again, comparing to what I've seen him do previously, he's written some pretty clever and engaging stuff in the case of what we saw in dynamite a few weeks ago it was just basic late 90s gay panic bullshit yeah so we cut to this week it's them versus scu on paper you go okay it's it's the veteran hands showing the youngins how to work totally cool totally fine scu gonna put them over strong and in ring i think they did yeah however you have this thing at the beginning where max caster does his rap it was fine it wasn't good it was fine but you immediately shit on the gimmick by having fucking Kaz do one. Yeah, which a 45 year old guy, white, white man. Yeah, which was well, offbeat, shitty, yeah. not funny, and made their gimmick look absolutely low rate. Yeah. And it's just like, do you want these guys to get over or do you want them to look like fucking idiots? Because also, I mean, they cut a promo after the match on the box, which l- looked and sounded like complete dog shit. Yeah, it was really bad. Again, do you want these guys to get over or do you want them to be chumps? Congratulations, I, you turned them into chumps. Yeah, I have no interest in them at this point. Uh, and like you said, the match was was pretty good. It was an entertaining match. You know, they, they yeah. got some good shit in there. But character wise, I give two fucks, man. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, it's not often we say this, but an absolute miss from AEW with these guys, especially when earlier on in the night. We had that uh, six-man on six-man 12-person tag where you basically got over the Varsity Blondes and Top Flight as the next generation of wrestling. Hell, Top Flight cut a nice little promo on Jericho and MJF later in the night. Yeah, yeah. I'm not going to sit here and say they're great on the mic, but they did a damn fine job. Well, it was a straightforward promo. It wasn't like them trying to, you know, battle rap somebody. Right. You know, a battle rap in pro wrestling is just not a good idea. Yeah. Just not. Yeah, not not great. But um, 
I, I will say I am looking forward to whenever I end up watching Dynamite because I'm not going to stay up after the NBA to watch the this week's Dynamite. Oh, that's show. right, it's on late. Yeah, um, I am as looking they, forward to the top flight Jericho and MJF match, as they mentioned a million times throughout well, the broadcast. Which I, I to get be it. fair, they have to. I I, I know it's just still a little annoying. <laughs> uh, and then the main event angle continued with Kenny Omega shitty champion <laughs> Kenny Omega was looking to uh, silence the haters and have a one-on-one match with Joey Janela. No disqualification if Joey Janela was to win he would get a future title shot. This was after a week where Kenny Omega showed up on Impact and reunited with his pals from the Bullet Club Carl Anderson yes Carl Anderson and Luke Gallows uh straight up name dropping Bullet Club too yes uh and that reminds me we're going to be getting uh Kenny Omega and the Good Brothers uh against Rich Swan and the Motor City Machine Guns in the next Impact pay-per-view which is a match I do really want to see although I want to see Kenny Omega versus Alex Shelley more Right. Yeah. Well, you'll you'll get some semblance of that for a right. minute or two two in there. Um, did this Janela Omega match seem super short to you? Were they running low on time? Uh, or? It, it went on the air at like nine forty seven. So it was. Yeah, they that's... didn't have a lot of time. I will say, I I cracked up hard as the the start of the match was Omega had his big long entrance, and while he was standing on the entrance ramp doing his random talking to himself gimmick Janela just walks up and bips him in the head with a trash can Didn't he like he yeeted it he yeeted yeah. it from like inside yeah, the ring yeah, yeah, I think yeah. <laughs> like, uh, I, I, fuck your mullet I loved it I, I, I loved that beginning of the match and Janela worked really hard he did his best here but he got absolutely clowned he got the shit beat out of him by Omega yeah. in this yeah, um, there, was some, there was some nasty uh, furniture spots there yes um but you know that's that's kind of Janelle's bread and butter, and uh, the the dive he did to the floor. I, I think it was supposed to be an elbow drop, but it, it looked more like a random dive to the floor. Putting Omega through a table was pretty nice. Yeah. Um, uh, Janelle ends up eating a one wing angel for the win uh, after a couple of V triggers that hit flush. Yeah. What did you think of the uh, Don Callis does commentary over the PA and Omega does his own color commentary bit? Um, as long as they don't do it every match. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I was okay with it again because the match was short. Uh, so, you know, maybe come up with a couple other things in your head to say, so you're not repeating the same shit over and over again. Right. Uh, at least he didn't make a, you know, Kobe rape joke. Uh, yes. You know, in 2020 is a little tough, but, um, RIP. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, you know, Callus is a pro. Omega, you know, I, I I liked Omega doing it because you know you hear the huffing and puffing and yeah, uh, yeah, you know, and and that bit of it. So yeah, as long as it's not an every week thing, I'll I'll allow it. It was fine. Um, but then you know after the match, we mm-hmm. had the uh, Death Triangle come back out and pack basically say that uh, he already had a match sanctioned by TK that uh, at New Year's or the I think the 30th. Is yeah, that it's the first happening? week of New Year's smash. Yeah. Kenny is defending against Phoenix. Yeah. Uh, Hell so yeah. Fuck yes. Very let's, much let's looking forward to that as much as I'm looking forward to the following week on January 6th. We're getting doped up Snoop Dogg commentary. I can't wait for that. Ooh, this could be great. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Did did you did you see any of the highlights of his commentary on the Mike Tyson show a few weeks ago? No, I did not. Snoop Dogg legitimately is a so bad he's good commentator. It, it awesome. it's gonna be fucking amazing. Now, granted, 
he will probably be someone you need to have the eight second button on. But I, oh yeah, uh, yeah, you gotta you gotta be ready to dump the hell out of that. Yeah, yeah, it 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 should be real real fun. But yeah, like I said, kind of a holding pattern AEW Dynamite. Uh, next week's show um, is not the most stacked by any means. Uh, what we've got lined up for the show is the Bucks defending the tag titles against the acclaimed Jericho and MGF versus Top Flight, as mentioned before. Dustin Rhodes versus Evil Uno. Jurassic Express taking on Colt Cabana 5 and 10 from the Dark Order. Uh, Pack versus the Butcher, which should be actually really mm-hmm. fun, and Hikaru Shida having a random squash, which will I'm sure be interrupted by uh, Spooky Demon Chick Abaddon, Abaddon spitting blood, you know, from something or other. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully up north. <laughs> The Roughhouse Podcast is a weekly podcast fueled by coffee, pizza rolls, and the stench of dirty litter boxes. Follow Christoph and Marty on Twitter at RoughhouseSGW, at Facebook.com slash The Roughhouse Podcast, and at Patreon.com slash The Roughhouse Podcast for early access to episodes, exclusive podcasts, Roughhouse Redos, and Roughhouse Divided movie trivia games. New episodes drop every single Monday on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, and wherever you find your favorite podcasts. Subscribe, motherfuckers! This is the, the Rough, House, Rough pod. House uh podcast with Justin and Christoph. That's it. Fuck Christoph. He's terrible with his information. Okay. Hey, this is The Rock. Shut your mouth, jabronis, and listen up, because this is the Rough House Podcast with Marty and my least favorite man on the planet, Christoph. The preceding presentation was brought to you by the Realm Network. Are you looking for a gimmick enhancement? Want to try something new with an air of class, refinement, and nobility? Well, look no further than Mr. Fancy Pants English Nobility Gimmick Finishing School. Lord Stephen Regal, Earl Robert Eaton, and Hunter Hurst Helmsley are all proud graduates of our world-renowned program. You'll learn to curtsy, apply overly long finishing holds, and gain an exceptionally average physique. You'll earn an appreciation for Victorian era ankle-length robes, awkward British references that your hayseed audience will not understand, and gain permanent mid-card status. Mr. Fancy Pants English Nobility Gimmick Finishing School will turn you into quite the little shit.